0: You're listening to the Marketing Sales Superstar with Andrew S. Kaplan. And now your host, Andrew S. Kaplan. Welcome boys and girls to another episode. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan and you are the marketing sales superstar. We got an interesting episode today. We're gonna be talking to the outsource king, James Baskin. We'll be going into a few marketing things, a little bit of his story, a little bit deeper into how he got to where he is right now. And it's a bit of a different episode, but a really good one. I'm hoping that you'll glean some real value and insight from what we talk about. Usual reminder for you that my book, It Doesn't Matter What You're Selling, Six Bulletproof Moves for Getting More Clients, Massive Income, and a Customer Base That Believes in You is now available on Amazon. You definitely want to grab that while you can. And of course, for this podcast, for any platforms that you might find useful, just head on over to MarketingSalesSuperstar.com. You'll notice it's currently available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, Podbean. I think that's like 10 platforms, so we are getting somewhere here, guys. Uh, With that said, I'm going to waste no more time. We're going to jump on in and talk to James. Okay, the marketing sales superstar officially welcomes James Baskin, the outsource king. James is one of the cooler people that I've met in the past few months. Uh, He's got a lot of interesting insight and experience in terms of outsourcing and how that works for businesses that we'll probably be talking a lot about. And he's kicking into a new project or two. So we're going to dive on in and talk to him and see what's up. And James, or should I say, your grace, how you doing there, buddy? <laughs> doing well, man. Doing well. Thank you again, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm happy to have you here. I'm excited for the conversation that we're going to have because I know when – I remember I met you a couple months ago, I think it was November, and – we were part of this whole mastermind group in Puerto Rico. And we were, we just got to talking and a lot of the business insights we got into automatically. It's it's very clear to me, you know, can always spot your own? It was very clear to me that you, Mm. you knew your stuff. At least that's my opinion. And you've been in this game for a while in the sense that you know, like a lot of different things and it's clear to me that you understand how to leverage them. And it's also very clear that you understand the whole outsource game. And um, it's funny for all those things and all those conversations that we've had, I don't think I ever even had had a chance to ask you like what your background was and, and how you learned about this and and what got you here.
1: Sure. Sure. I appreciate it. But uh, first off, I want to say thanks for the kind words, man. And uh, yeah, Puerto Rico was a very good trip, man. It was awesome meeting you kind of felt like, like, like destiny just meant to happen. Uh, like the open, the open seat in the restaurant. It's like, I'm meant to sit next to you. Um, yeah. So my, my background to answer the question is I come from an insurance background and been in the insurance game for a minute. Uh, I should, I should clarify health and life insurance. You say insurance and it can be taken so loosely for people think you do every type of insurance. And, uh, Started selling, let's see, when, when was it? Shoot, wow. Five years ago. I got licensed five years ago and uh, been ripping and running with that and discovered outsourcing shortly after.
0: Got it. Cool. And was there a specific moment or event or, or inspiration that got you to dive in or did it just feel like this natural next step for you? Um, man, it
1: kind of just happened. I mean, I know it sounds like so vague. Oh, it it just happened. It was like, I saw these other uh, producers that were doing Medicare, utilizing people in the Philippines to help them. And it's like one of those things, like I didn't take action on it when I first saw it or I I tried it out and and it didn't work. And like right away, I let like one person in the Philippines dictate how I felt about anyone outsourcing ever. And um so I I first saw these guys doing it, they talked about it and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. It makes sense, it makes plenty of sense. You know, these people will work for you for, you know, less than five dollars an hour. And I didn't take any action for about a year. And then once I took action uh the summer of uh 2018, it was just off to the races.
0: Cool. What was the first thing you outsourced and and how did it affect your business? Yeah, so
1: the first thing that I outsourced was building a whole entire call center team for me. And uh, I should elaborate. By team, I'm talking uh, within the first month of me ever doing any outsourcing. I had trained an actual, what would be in America, we would call it like a floor manager that manages a call center making mm-hmm. sure the calls are compliant, making sure that workers are on time. And I also had a data entry person. That's someone to go in the background after the workers file a lead and to organize and categorize my appointments for me. And that data entry person was basically a non-voice job, as we call it, NV. And, uh, yeah, so it was a call center that we, I built. Uh, we had software that allowed people to log in. And, and we could track their IP address and we could track their time and make sure that they, you know, were the, the person that they were and that they were showing up. And, um, you know, we could also monitor their time.
0: Um, and just some understanding, was this a, a company that you owned or a company that you worked for? Uh, my own company. Cool. So your, your first outsourcing, which makes perfect sense, is you're basically taking a lot of stuff that had been a burden for you and you're like, you know what? this just isn't working. I think I need to hire this out to other people so that I can grow the business and make faster strides towards more success. Um, Absolutely. But as I understand it, somewhere along the way, you became a bit of a go-to person for other people for their own outsourcing needs. Yeah. Uh, was Was that something that happened by accident also, or did you have a specific game plan that you knew you wanted to take that direction and become what you, uh, what many people like to affectionately call you the, uh, the outsource king.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, and, and, I, and I say this in the, the most loving way, and this is not to, this actually actually applies to myself, so I should really talk about myself. And when, as, I, as I talk about other people that have, that have hired me or worked with me, there's a lot of people, they, they just don't have the time for the phone calls after the fact, or the phone calls to basically set up what will become the appointment. So for instance, it might be cold calling for some, and for some, it might be, hey, we get anywhere from, this has been the case for some people, we get anywhere from 50 to 100 Facebook leads a day, and our agents don't have time to call them. And then, you know, I work with them and we train uh, basically a team of people to call these leads for them. Basically a lot of marketers like getting a lot of these marketers on the phone is, is, is very rare. And then for them to hop on the phone, they don't want to do it. And for, to tell their clients, Hey, you got to call all these leads yourself. I mean, I know what that's like. I, I definitely want to say, say, uh, stay on this for a minute while my mind's on it. I know what it's like to have a 20 to 30 leads come in uh, in a day. And it's like, I just worked eight to 10 hours on the road or even in the office, mind you doing paperwork. And I might be like two or three hours in office there. Of and the last thing I want to do is hop on the phone and start calling people that might, um, you know, not be well responsive. And mm. it could it could jeopardize your flow, however you want to call it. But basically, it could throw you off from what you're doing. And that's really when I was like, you know what? What if I could find appointment setters for myself, and then also for my friends that have the same issue? My friends just want to be my friends just want to be selling. They don't want to be focused on the people that, you know, basically the heavy lifting is done for you.
0: Right. Like, so basically it sounds like at least the majority of what you're outsourcing, it's, it's all sales related. It's off of people for you or your, like yourself or anyone else where you're getting leads, you're pulling in people that could be called and you just don't have the bandwidth to do it yourself. So a huge layer of your expertise is in finding the and training or at least in some cases, the right kind of people that can yep. handle that step. Yep. That's the that's the biggest thing now is the training
1: for a specific campaign caller for people. Mm. And um, I also should, you know, throw in there also training someone to be your specific virtual assistant uh, mm. with uh, an, an immersion program that we offer. Um, basically, we started off long and short, simple, old-fashioned. I mean, I'll call it plain Jane cold calling and we had five people going at once and I would, you know, I'd pay these people anywhere from two to $3 an hour and they were working anywhere from 20 to 40 hours a week. And when it would come payday, I would just see like all these leads they had generated. And then some of them were preset appointments for me to go face to face. Some of them were phone calls. And I was like, wow, you know, I don't, I don't have a lead problem anymore. And, um, You know, like anything, uh, I I I I love to tell people like, I'm not this, you know, big time lead producer. I don't want to give that image to people that I'm this cold calling lead producer in 2019, in the day of Facebook and YouTube and Google. I think that is, uh, you know, definitely not the image I want to put out there. Uh, But at the same time, cold calling still works for a
0: lot of industries, a lot of industries. Mm, Cool. I'm going to put on my Captain Obvious hat for the sure. benefit of some people that may not be familiar with you or me as they stumble onto this episode, whether it's a week from now or a year from now or, or whatnot. And for those listening, uh, James paying 3 to $4 an hour, obviously these are people outside the States where the economics are different and that money's taking them a lot further. Yep. And uh, I'm curious, are you specific to any uh, regions or areas or are you – you outsource from all over? So right now, specifically in the Philippines,
1: mm-hmm. and um, I just want to add, and you know, I'm sure some of the, the girls working for me will, will hear this also, um, that eventually we're going to expand out of there. I felt like you know, I, sh- I need to 100% you know, focus solely on the Philippines for right now. Uh, It's always nice to explore their options. And then the next option, as well as still outsourcing in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. is going to be Colombia as well. Uh, Philippines is phase one. Um, I don't want to get too, too far. And I know that I'll talk years of planning in in, in advance in my mind. But, you know, basically, um, I will be uh, not only visiting, Mm -hmm. but, you know, in the Philippines for a period of time as well, setting up operations there and um you know colombia as well um, those are two focal areas that i want to get um and that's not because uh the filipinos this or that the Fili- filipino workers are incredible um i owe my all my life and i say that um 100 with honesty to um people in, some people in the philippines but colombia is going to be for the spanish speakers as we emerge mm-hmm. on the spanish market as well
0: gotcha gotcha i'm curious because i haven't had a chance to work um, that much with virtual assistants from the Philippines, but like you're saying, I've, I've heard that they are really on their game and they're really on top of things. And I'm wondering, even when you have people that are diligent and people that are intelligent, how difficult or easy is it to train them and have them ready to operate on your level of business when they weren't necessarily in there from the beginning and they had to kind of learn it from scratch?
1: Man, um, so when I first launched everything that I was doing, first I built a, like, I would call it like this makeshift course, and I would do consulting with people, and I would teach people this consultant about all these different things to look for, for the right worker for you, and so many things would come into play that in the beginning might not equal what would be a successful worker. And I mean, I think that I had to go through those struggles, I mean, uh, of just like getting burned by people and then realizing how I need to sort through people to find the right people. Mm. And uh, that's where I'm at now with it. And where I'm at now with it is the immersion program. And the immersion program is where we hold your hand with the virtual assistant that we provide you and we hold your hand for the first month because what I'm learning, what I'm learning with all the calls I get with people is each, each person is unique in their own way of what means the most to their time to get done for them. So some people might be these infusion soft gurus. Some might, people might be like uh pipe drive is their CRM and, and they, they live and die by that. Some people might just be like, Hey, I just need you to put everything on Google and leave detailed notes for me for, and you know, so what we do is we find the people, we work with them and you, and we immerse them into your business. So it's like, if you say, Hey, I have a whole bunch of stuff with Excel. If you, if you just throw that at us, we, we wouldn't really know exactly what you need done with Excel. And so what we and that's that's why I, and and this honestly it goes back to a couple of a company a uh, uh, one specific company um, I'm not going to name them that I saw and what they would do is they would just provide you with a person and that was it and um, uh, I find that a lot of people they like when you go the extra mile and I think the extra mile is you're like hey yeah we're going to provide you with a person and you're you're still going to pay us weekly which makes it more affordable and people get to see instant actions. Mm-hmm. rather than, you know, paying 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, whatever anyone charges and, you know, and it's boom, they're gone and they're like, "Oh, we're not responsible the person leaves after 30 days." It's like, that's not cool. Right. And um but the biggest thing is like the immersion, you know, finding out if they're a good fit to work with you and you know, spending time with both the Filipino on training. We do a lot of training with our team on, you know, working
0: with individuals. Right. So if I'm understanding right, it's basically a situation where you kind of went to the school of hard knocks. You got kicked in the teeth a little bit. You Mm -hmm. devised some basic systems that work overall, but then to take it to the next level, you just, you intensely, you spend a lot of intense focus, time, and energy on a person making sure that they match up in the right way and that they can execute on what's going on. So it seems like, you know, based on your wording of immersion, it's just about a lot of time, energy, and attention to keep them on track so that you can spot right away if they're no good. But if they're right, that you can also take them really fast across any kind of progress you want to make.
1: Yeah. And, and, not, and I should add, not necessarily that they're no good, but just to make sure that everyone is comfortable with everyone. And okay. when I say that, I say that with like the utmost respect for anyone that we work with and love we have a contract uh, that you know, we just created for all new people that we have people sign. Before, we you know we would have them just working with people. And, and, and it's like, no, we need to actually have a contract for both our workers, so the Philippines to sign, they sign through mm-hmm. DocuSign, and also for the people that outsource with us. And some of it, it's gonna, some of it involves with uh, the language, like how you talk to our worker, uh, how you treat our worker, um, and, you know, we have a, a no tolerance for anything, you know, like pervasive or what, what it may be racist or just anything like of utmost disrespect. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just to keep and obviously that's never happened with us. But that's like, you know, what we thought be, my team we were like, you know, what I think that obviously I don't want to make it seem like just like the Filipinos there just to do a job because the Filipino person is a person. And so I'm like, I want them to know that I have their back and I respect them so much that I want to make sure that, you know, nothing, like no BS,
0: funny business goes on. Right. Sounds like, you know, theoretically, besides the fact that it's a good thing to treat someone like a human, also by treating like a human, you're creating a healthy working environment that puts them in the position to thrive, which serves them better and serves the client better so everyone wins yep
1: yeah we've we've had people tell us you know oh i could have worked uh with this person or that person and they've even they've even they've honestly told me that they could have even made more money but the fact that i put them in a position of power to win and they get to feel they have these important responsibilities and they can you know work and be who they are Mm -hmm. they want to work with us i mean i just had a video guy and I'm, i'm gonna not say the amount but this video guy that wants to work with us as a client not a client as a retainer retainer person and he said I'm willing to work for half the price just because I know what you do for my country and and the
0: people here Mm, cool so for all those listening I know this is the marketing sales superstar podcast and I know that marketing and sales are, are a big thing of what we talk about but James here is giving you a deep insight into how you can really do well in your business, especially when you're growing a team. Because in the end, you need to make sure, as you've got people doing this, besides treating them right, that you help them and inspire them to take ownership of what you're doing and what they're doing, because that's what really leads to so much more success. And that's what puts you in a better position to do better marketing better sales, better infrastructure, better business, and more results. So uh, James, just want to give you props on that and highlight that for people listening so that they can listen back to this and really take as many lessons as possible out of your approach and why that really can work for a lot of people.
1: Appreciate the kind words there, my friend.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's funny. Obviously, you know, you'll have a concern about how people are going to react because you probably have dealt with so many different people and so many different personalities and requests and all that. I'm wondering, through these years and all this energy and time you've put into outsourcing, what's like the craziest thing that you've had a VA do or that you've outsourced?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would say, you know, through this last year, especially, the craziest thing was when we... I started, I should say, I like to say we a lot. I need to say I. Uh, I had them go on my Facebook and put me in a relationship with my, my girlfriend at the time. Okay. And they, you know, we have a way to go into Facebook. Um, hopefully, you know, the Zuck doesn't get angry about that, you know, because, um, you know, it's a basically a, th- a third person going in and they went into my Facebook Put me in a relationship status. Obviously, I did a training on how to do this. And um, they put me into relationship status with my girlfriend for me. So I outsourced my relationship status on Facebook. So a Facebook official has to hashtag
0: outsourced it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're basically, you know, you are so much the outsource king. You've even outsourced your love life to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that. And that was one. And, um, my oil change for next week, um, um, we're in beginning of February right now. And so I'm sure we'll drop this in the next uh, couple of weeks, but you know, beginning of February, uh, I had them set up an oil change with my car dealer for me. So they literally called my uh, car dealership and set up the actual oil change on behalf of me. So I didn't have to
0: do it. Gotcha. Cool. So, I mean, it's you're following that, classic pattern uh, of, of the life of an entrepreneur where you're really doing as much as you can to focus on the actual business of building what you do and leaving as much else as possible off your plate so that you've got a lot more time and energy to handle important tasks Yep, i love it i love it now in the short time i've known you i also noticed i think it was around christmas time you like to give back, and mm-hmm. you know you you have specific groups and charities that you have a real focus on. I want to ask you uh, you know talk about that a little bit more, and and what led to sure. your passion behind that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, this is probably going to be one of my like more talkative, longer answers. Uh, so anyone listening, um, you know, strap up, sit in. You know, it's a pretty deep answer. And, um, it all goes back to the program that I launched and the program being our minute packs that we will have someone call whatever you want. If you want us to cold call, great. If you want us to call Facebook leads that are, you know, old expired listings for real estate great. if you want us to call old direct mail leads from whatever industry, great. We have a minute, we have five different minute plan options that are basically outsourced workers that we have a, um, you know, we work with the people and they provide us a script and we basically call their campaigns for them. And I know that's, um, you're like, well, what's that to do with, um, giving back? So what that has to do with giving back and is that of all the people we work with at the end of the day, obviously I pay their salary and I have my expenses for software. I take what's left over and I take 10% of that and I put that back into the the country of the Philippines and give back and so uh just to give a for instance uh december i believe we helped over 100 kids and um also i need to add a stick in there for the people from the puerto rico event when we outsource the notes Uh, it's actually over 100 kids i think believe it's a couple hundred kids and um the people from the puerto rico event they bought notes off me and some people were very generous and and some people asked for the amount i told them 100 percent of the proceeds are going to go back to the kids in the philippines and then on top of while all that was going on Jack, uh, december just exploded you know december for my insurance industry is usually super slow but people were just giving back and i actually got that um constant i got to give a shout out to uh you know, Mitch Miller for the concept, you know, of giving a value and giving. And that's when I was like, dude, I got to do this. I saw Mitch giving books in Manila and I was like, I want to, I want to follow this guy's path and, and get back. I want to give these people, not because it's Christmas, just because they do so much. And so, you know, we gave a bunch of stuff. We started with toys and we did uh, books. Then, then we were now given actually like food and uh, actual like, like uh, toothpaste and toothbrushes to the kids, and it just kind of exploded. You know, just giving back with the profits that I have. I'm like, you know what? You know, some weeks I was given 100, some weeks I was given 50, some weeks I was, you know, given whatever. Uh, and it, it, the money just goes so much farther. Wow, good for you, man. Appreciate it. Good
0: for you. I, I mean, love good it. Good
1: for the good. Good for them. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm mean? I'm happy that you know one kid uh, will grow up and and remember that if that happens, that it makes it makes it all worth it and remember it, and then he makes a change that might affect a thousand people. It makes it all worth it.
0: I love it, man. Well, good for you that you you're giving back and you're doing such a great thing. And you know, good good karma points if you believe in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. You know, I'm proud to know you based on that alone, and I've noticed the difference that you made. I'm totally into it, so awesome. Um, now, given that we are the marketing sales superstar, I figured I'd ask you, as someone who's starting a new venture through this experience and through what you're already doing, do you got any favorite marketing or sales tactics or techniques that you've been employing or that you're thinking of, of going with that really impress you And that you would recommend to other people that are starting out?
1: Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, pro
0: outsourcing
1: and and, uh, obviously work with us. I think anyone that's going to work with us or begin outsourcing, I always recommend, you know, start with the, the, the basic package, you know, package one, whatever it may be and um see if you like it see, see if it's if it's for you. Some people are like you know hung up on everything must be american based and and I one hundred percent respect that you know i don't ever want people to think like you know i'm like anti you know supporting u s workers. What I do want people to realize is that these people will gladly do what we hate doing for two dollars an hour and even one dollar an hour. so you know, a little plug in there for that, um but I think anyone that's uh you know thinking about. You know, marketing or technique is my my biggest thing that I've, I've been saying to myself that really propelled my business, and now I'm getting back to is taking imperfect action. You mm. know, you know who who cares? You know how pretty or how lovely it looks, but actually taking the action. You know, th- then at the end of the day, being like, you know what, I did that. I said I was gonna do it. I, I didn't really see like an immediate result on day one, but I did it. It's done. You know, I, I took, I took action. I, I got a, I got a friend, my buddy Rob realtor that I I work closely with. And, um, uh, he, he had this, this action of doing like Facebook live and he just like went live and was like, I'm doing a Facebook live. This is his first Facebook live that he ever did I'm doing this Facebook live. I don't know you know what I'm doing. But, you know, someone said I should do this. Um, I'm Rob and I'm a realtor. And then that was it. And I was like, that's badass because I know 99 other people that probably were judgmental
0: would never even have the balls to do it. Mm, right. And we, we've we got a bit of a, a funny story about imperfect action from yesterday, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm not sure when this uh, interview is going to be posted. So by by the time people hear this, it'll probably be like a week or a week and a half later, but we did our a face a joint Facebook live that you tried to pull me into, and we started it like one or two times it was like the third time was the charm before anything could get going and yeah. we even had like, I had one of my own people on my wall like, "Hey, are you restarting this thing like what 's going on and there was like confusion, and people weren 't sure what it meant and you know for those listening, you know James and I we just kind of like kept at it and tinkered around and While Facebook should be intuitive, it was not, but we just dug away at it, and the live started 10 minutes later, but it was a nice, fun little interaction, and, you know, I got some good feedback. We provided good value, so I'm totally on board with the imperfect action because you never know, besides the fact that you're just getting things rolling, you never know what kind of value that you're already offering or providing, even if you're not perfect in what you're doing. And I found that sometimes a desire or a need to be perfect is really just fear-based that's going to keep you from sharing your gift and keep you from making sales. Yep. Yep. I think, I think uh, it's like uh,
1: a lot of people would rather judge those that are doing than actually jump out of their comfort box and actually do. And there's a lot of safety in not taking action. You know, if you, if you don't take action, you, you, you're never, you never wrong. You never miss. It's like, you know, with Michael Jordan, when he, when he entered the league, you know, was at a, a 0% and probably after he made his first shot, guess what? Now he's at 100% of his shots made. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? Did, did he stop taking shots after that? No. And um, actually taking the action. And then now it's so simple and so basic when, you break, when we actually sit back and laugh and we're like, it was a Facebook Live video. But in the grand scheme of things, I, I, I had to step back and I said, you know, how many people besides like I, I know my buddy, you know, Nick, you know, around Christmas time that I actually watch doing share screen Facebook lives. And it's like I can probably count on one hand and I and I scroll through Facebook like more than probably, like, you know, most people and I count on one hand of people that were doing it. And I mean, it's a feature that is, you know, pretty badass. If you ask me and allows for like a great you know video which is the future i mean i already knows that allows for a great interactive you know platform Mm. yeah
0: man oh cool so um before we let you go here i'm wondering are there any final thoughts or or any info that you might want to share with anyone out there listening to this right now
1: Yeah. First, I mean, I'm obviously, you know, a little plug outsourcekings.com, you know, check us out. Uh, we have a link to book a call, you know, with myself or my assistant and you can, you know, see what we've done. You know, we have everything loaded up there, you know, with pictures, you know, give back and actually, you know, proof posts and stuff like that. But final thoughts would honestly be, you know, just for anyone that's sitting on anything, regardless of, you know, even if it's not even, you know, working with me or even anyone I know. But if you're just sitting on something to to think, you know, what if you actually go to the grave with that thought and then it's like you never even took the action or you might even see someone else that comes up to the same exact idea and, and then that's only gonna fuel more hate in your heart because you're like, Oh well, I thought of it first. I mean, well, thinking's only thinking. Action is actually result is actually action. But that to launch, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, I mean, I I know what it's like to get stuck launching, and not doing anything, and feeling like you're going against everyone when really you're only going against yourself. Like you're the you're the number one competition, and you know I could get into all the thought on you know diet and working out. None of that means anything, but you're your number one competition. And at the end of the day, if you can you know defeat yourself that you were different last week and be better than you are now, you're
0: winning. Love it. Love it. This is what you call an interview between two stars, two rock stars. You got Andrew Superstar Kaplan and James King Baskin. I feel like we're going to have to do like a Royal Rumble match or something to get this going. <laughs> um, for those love listening, it. OutsourceKings.com. It's legit. And uh, James the King, the Outsource King over here, he's legit also. And while I've, I've known him since November, it didn't take me that long to figure it out. So I highly recommend you guys re-listen to this interview, glean whatever knowledge and insight you can. And if you're in need of some outsourcing magic, this might just be a guy you want to go to. But uh, James, thank you as always for checking in and giving some time here and glad we Very had welcome. chat. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, James. That was awesome. Uh, quick little reminder, guys, once again, make sure to head on over to Amazon to pick up It Doesn't Matter What You're Selling if you've not had the chance to do so yet. It's got great reviews. Everyone's pretty happy with what they're learning from so far, and I'm already getting in a few success stories. Uh, with that said, want to close things out, making sure I'm taking care of you, the listener, with a reminder that if you head on over to marketingsalessuperstar.com, you've got an option where you can either get a reduced rate session with me, which I'll give to the first four people who come back at me with this and ask for it. And again, that's just a situation where just by virtue of the fact that you are a listener, I wanna cut you a deal and make sure that you win. It's always any way that I can do to thank my listeners for listening to this podcast and supporting me, I always like to do. But also for those that don't have too much spending money and are looking to get a win for themselves, on that same link, superstarcom the other option is you can apply for a free session. And that one I will record. And I'll basically take you on if, I determine based on your issue that we can solve problems for marketing and sales for a lot of other people. We'll sit down, we'll get on a call, we'll record it, and I'll use it for, for either a future episode or more likely a future product. But good news for you is you get it for free and that way we get a win for everybody. With that said, that's all I got for you today. Again, my name is Andrew S. Kaplan. You are the marketing sales superstar. And if you didn't know that already, you just found out. Talk to you guys next time.